Welcome to the next edition of the Richard Roper Show. I am indeed Richard Roper. Thanks to everybody who's been downloading and sharing and subscribing, all that good stuff. We have charted in the United States of America. We have charted in Hong Kong. We have charted in Croatia. And we have charted in Romania. Thanks to everybody who's listening here, near, and far away. We really appreciate you. And it is almost time for Thanksgiving here in these United States of America. And we're going to take a look at the greatest Thanksgiving movies and Thanksgiving scenes of all time. And also pay tribute to what I consider to be, spoiler alert, I've said this many times, the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles celebrating its 35th, that's right, 35th anniversary. But before all of that, I want to remind you, The Richard Roper Show is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. The digital landscape is changing rapidly, and to compete in today's online business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, web development, e-commerce, mobile apps, and digital marketing to drive your overall business success, because they believe that today's online world is your online opportunity. During holiday travel, some people get delirious, some get delayed. And some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes, playing trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hello game, hello game. All right, that, of course, is a clip from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which was released in 1987. Um, I recently wrote a piece for the Chicago Sun-Times, my home newspaper, about the uh, the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time, and we're going to be reading from that and talking just in general about why this is not only a great Thanksgiving movie, but also it's it's a buddy movie. It's a road comedy. It's a actually kind of an impactful drama about a marriage, even though we don't see a lot of the the marriage, we we hear a lot about it, and it's about a man just trying to get home. So yes, Thanksgiving in 1987, actually the Wednesday right before Thanksgiving, uh, perfect timing, is when John Hughes' Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was released theatrically. It did very well at the box office and also uh, played to critical acclaim, got a lot of great reviews. And is really, I think, only increased in uh, critical acclaim and prestige and favorite uh, favoritism, if you will, a favorite uh, among uh, viewers uh, around the world who just love this film. Uh, like a lot of John Hughes's best work, uh, she's having a baby kind of mirrored his uh, young married life. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was, well, listen, Weird Science was not inspired by John Hughes's real experiences. Uh, but but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a John Hughes film that was uh, very personal to him. Uh, you know, he actually worked uh, like Steve Martin's Neil Page. He worked in advertising at an agency uh, here in Chicago and uh, one time was trying to get home for the holidays when he was uh, at the beginning of his advertising career and he was having trouble getting home. And that kind of inspired him to write PTA, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This is such a terrific film, I think, in a lot of ways, because so many people can relate to it, even though, you know, you see it now, and you're like, well, with new technology, they probably would have been able to overcome a lot of these obstacles. Well, that's, you know, that's why it's of its time and yet has a timelessness 
like it's a wonderful life. Um, and in a way, uh, Neil Page, Steve Martin's character, is kind of like George Bailey, who realizes what a wonderful life he has at home as he's on the road. And he, of course, runs into Del Griffith, who is sort of uh, uh, unintentional Clarence Oddbody, kind of a guardian angel who drives him nuts until he realizes how much this guy has actually benefited him. Let's take a listen to an early scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I never did introduce myself. Del Griffith, American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. I sell shower curtain rings. Best in the world. And you are? Uh, Neil Page. Neil Page. Pleased to meet you, Neil Page. So what do you do for a living, Neil Page? Marketing. Marketing. Super, super. Look, I don't want to be rude, but uh, I'm not much of a conversationalist, and I'd really like to finish this article. A friend of mine wrote it, so... Don't let me stand in your way. Please don't let me stand in your way. The last thing I want to be remembered as is an annoying blabbermouth. <laughs> you know, nothing grinds my gears worse than some chowderhead who doesn't know when to keep his big trap shut. Now, as I mentioned, this was loosely based on some of John Hughes's own experiences when he was working as an ad copywriter for Leo Burnett in Chicago, just as Neil Page is working for an agency in Chicago and living in suburban Chicago. John Hughes in real life made a presentation in New York City on a Wednesday morning, hoped to make it back to Chicago on a 5 p.m. flight. But the winter weather led to a bunch of cancellations and diversions that took Hughes from New York to Iowa to Denver to Des Moines to Phoenix before he finally made it home several days later. Now we've got Steve Martin's uh, Neil Page, who's desperate to catch that 6 p.m. flight from New York City to Chicago. Remember when he says to his coworker, I'll see you in Chicago, and the coworker tauntingly replies, you'll never make the six, that meaning the six o'clock flight. Why are you going to the airport? What's the point of busting my ass to catch a six o'clock flight? Why don't you wait and go out with me on the eight? You're never gonna get a cab at this hour. I told Susan I'd be home by nine. That's you. Oh, damn it. I left my gloves in Brian's office. I don't need them. I get in the elevator, I get in the taxi, I get on a plane, and I'm home. Would you pick them up for me? Uh -huh. I'll drive over tomorrow and get them. Great. Have a good holiday. I'll see you in Chicago, John. You'll never make the six. Interesting thing here. A lot of John Hughes's uh, supporting players would appear in several of his movies. So the co-worker who says to Neil Page in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you'll never make the 6 o'clock flight, is played by Lyman Ward. Lyman Ward was also Ferris Bueller's father in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And also, um, there's the famous, famous scene in PTA, in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, in which uh, Steve Martin's Neil Page was supposed to have a rental car, and the rental car is not there. And then he gets into this exchange with the woman working the counter where all the F-bombs are dropped. Let's take a listen to the exchange between uh, Neil Page, who's trying to get his rental car, and the rental agent. How may I help you? Start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. Now, all those F-bombs there, that's what earned Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's R rating, because when you think of the rest of the story, it's pretty wholesome. 
and there's not a lot. Of, it's not there's a little bit of cartoon violence, some some language elsewhere, but really, you know, it's a sweet, warm-hearted film. But all those f bombs got it in uh, an R rating. Now the rental clerk there is played by the legendary Edie McClurg. You could probably recognize her voice. She was also Ed Rooney's receptionist in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now, I want to go back to the beginning of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Remember now, Neil's in Manhattan. He's trying to catch a cab, which is almost impossible at that time of day, that time of year. And he gets into a race with a young guy, doesn't have any lines, who's played by Kevin Bacon. And I think Kevin Bacon is actually playing the same character he played in She's Having a Baby. He's dressed exactly like Jake Briggs, his character in She's Having a Baby. And by the way, that character was also an advertising uh, copywriter. So... In the Hughes multiverse, that could be the same character, although it doesn't quite add up because later in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Neil's wife, Susan, who's played by Layla Robbins, is watching a scene from She's Having a Baby on TV back home in suburban, suburban Chicago. So how could she be watching a movie if the character from the movie is actually in the movie? It's a John Hughes multiverse question to think about. Uh, a couple of other cool things to look for as you watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Remember early in the movie, when Neil spots Dell in the airport in New York and realizes that's the same guy who stole his cab, Dell's reading a paperback book. It's titled The Canadian Mounted. It looks like maybe kind of one of those uh, salacious paperbacks from back in the day. Now, in Deadpool 2, the title character, who was played by another Canadian, John Candy was Canadian, another Canadian, Ryan Reynolds, is seen reading the same paperback in the same exact pose as John Candy does in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Ryan Reynolds also reading The Canadian Mounted. And by the way, Ryan Reynolds is working on a documentary about the life and times of John Candy. So that is certainly not a coincidence. I think that was his little homage to one of his comedic heroes. The dramatic elements of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, we want to talk about a little bit. The subtext here. In the original screenplay, it was kind of spelled out that Susan thought her husband, Neil Page, was actually having an affair because he was on the road so much and he seemed uh, kind of distant, not just geographically, but emotionally. And it's still implied in the final cut. Uh, there's one point where Neil picks up the phone to call home and then decides against it. Uh, we see his wife at home seeming really distraught, more than you normally would be just if your husband you know, had been delayed by weather. And there's even a moment when Dell says to Neil, what's going on? Are you having a little trouble at home, a little trouble on the home front? So I think this is why at the end, Susan looks so relieved when she first hears uh, Dell Griffith entering the home, the family home with her husband uh, before she even meets him, because now she realizes, OK, my husband wasn't having an affair. He really was stuck by circumstances. And this is this is his new friend. And that's what makes it so heartwarming at the end. I kiddo. Another great, great, great scene. I think a dramatic scene that kind of gets overlooked is when Neil finally unloads on Dell and talks about how you're a miracle. Your stories have nothing that are interesting. But then Dell's reaction is so legitimate and dramatic. Let's listen to the confrontation where Neil goes off on this long monologue about Dell 
and then realizes just how much he's hurt Dell. And Dell talks about how I like me and my wife likes me. Let's take a listen. You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you, but I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. That is really some great stuff there. So many more things to look for as you watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You can go to suntimes.com and see my full-length tribute to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time. If you haven't made it a part of your Thanksgiving tradition, what are you waiting for? We're going to take a quick break here. Ro Khan is going to talk to you about Portillo's, and then I'm going to run down my top 10 Thanksgiving movies of all time. But first, Portillo's. They are known for their famous Chicago hot dogs with all the freshest and tastiest ingredients right down to the poppy seed bun. And of course, the legend itself, the chocolate cake. If you are hearing this right now, that means you are alive and you are near a computer. Go to Portillo's.com and check out their entire selection of stuff that you can get anywhere in the United States of America. If you are blessed enough to live near a Portillo's, then you don't have to worry about going online. Just go to the store, go get the hot dogs, go get the Italian beef, go get the salads, the chicken. They got It's all great, but the chocolate cake is the single greatest item of all chocolate cake items in the history of humanity. Am I overstating that? <laughs> I am not. I am not. You go and you find out yourself. Order it online, go to a store, or if you really want to try something totally unique, the cake shake. They take the cake and they smush it <laughs> into a can with the, with, I don't know what else it is, I guess ice cream and some other stuff, and then they put it in the blender. You know how they do that? Where they yeah. take that cannish looking cup and they put it up into the blender. <laughs> Next thing you know, <laughs> it comes out and they put a cookie on the straw and you're like, oh my God, this oh. is the greatest thing that ever happened. This is a warning to diabetics. It may not be perfect for Good you, Lord. but for everybody else, <laughs> it is the greatest thing you could possibly have. Go to Portillo's.com, find a location near your order online, P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S, Portillo's.com. All right, welcome back to the Richard Roper Show. Uh, you know, it's interesting, when we talk about Thanksgiving movies, and I've written about this and talked about this through the years. It's kind of surprising that there aren't more Thanksgiving movies and Thanksgiving scenes, given that Thanksgiving is often considered to be a favorite holiday of a lot of people, especially people who maybe don't celebrate a particular religious holiday. Almost everybody on one, not everybody, but a, lot, a, a huge percentage of the population does celebrate Thanksgiving family get-togethers and of course it's very stressful with the travel and sometimes the family get-togethers are you know especially in recent times a lot of people are saying let's not have politics at the table let's just have drumsticks but really kind of inherently you know rich dramatic and comedic material there but when you think about it there are hundreds more christmas movies than thanksgiving movies and holiday movies if you will uh, so when I put together my list of the top 10 Thanksgiving movies of all time, to be honest with you, I kind of cheated a little bit. I also include movies that just have great Thanksgiving 
uh, themes or scenes and not necessarily all about Thanksgiving. So let's do the countdown right now. My 10 favorite Thanksgiving movies of all time, working our way from 10th to 1st. At number 10, I have Dutch. That's got Ed O'Neill. People know Ed O'Neill mainly from Married with Children and Modern Family, but this is a feature lead for him where Ed O'Neill plays this overgrown Peter Pan taking this little dude to mom's house for Thanksgiving. Dutch at number 10. Let me go down and get him. I'm a communicator. I'm a breakthrough kind of guy. So you and Doyle are getting along well. Ah, he's not a bad kid. We're getting along just great. Come on, give it to me, pipsqueak. 20th Century Fox presents the story of a boy who lost the child in himself and the man who helped him find it, Dutch. You're like a great big demented child. <laughs> At number nine, I have The Blind Side, the 2009 uh, biographical sports drama film, which was based on the book of the same name by Michael Lewis. Uh, Michael Oher, who is a turned out to be a great offensive lineman in the NFL. This is the story about how he was adopted by uh, Sean and Leanne Tui. Sandra Bullock won the Academy Award for playing Leanne. Uh, one of the most poignant scenes in the entire movie is Michael's first dinner with the Tui family. It's on a Thanksgiving weekend. Hey! Whoa! What? But it's Thanksgiving. Wow. Why are we even here? Shall we say grace? Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the many blessings on this family. We thank you for bringing us a new friend. And we ask that you look after us on this holiday season, that we may never forget how very fortunate we are. Amen. Amen. Let's check the score. Up by 10. Uh, number eight. Maybe the most famous single Thanksgiving scene of all time is in Barry Levinson's period piece, part of his Baltimore epic series of films. And of course, we're talking about Avalon, where the one brother who's always late, always late, and you always have that one sibling or uncle or somebody who's always late for Thanksgiving shows up and the other brother had finally had it and carved the turkey without him. Let's take a listen. We should wait for Gabriel. Every year we have to go through the same thing. We can't cut the turkey because of Gabriel. Jules, cut the turkey. Sorry, we're late. You started without me? You cut the turkey without me? Every year you are late, Gabriel. We were hungry. The kids wanted to eat. We were ready. We couldn't wait. Your own flesh and blood, and you couldn't wait? That's it. That's the last time we come for Thanksgiving. Okay, number seven, Broadway Danny Rose. Uh, we're not going to get into this stuff. Uh, well, we are going to get into it because I just brought it up sort of in my mind, and I'm saying it because we're thinking out loud here. Yeah, it's a Woody Allen film, and I know a lot of people don't even want to watch Woody Allen films anymore. I'm just talking about the movies. We're not getting into a review of Woody Allen's life. But in Broadway, Danny Rose, Woody Allen's talent agent, hosts a Thanksgiving dinner to remember, and Mia Farrow is terrific as his girlfriend trying to make amends. Number six is Home for the Holidays. This is a movie that often gets mentioned when we talk about the greatest Thanksgiving movies of all time, because it really is all about Thanksgiving. Uh, Jodie Foster directs this uh, family uh, drama comedy with this amazing cast. Holly Hunter, Robert Downey Jr., Claire Danes, Anne Bancroft, Charles Durning. Home for the Holidays. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you might feel better about your family after watching that. 
No matter how hard life is, no matter how difficult things are, there's one place you can always go that's worse. Claudia Larson is going home for the holidays. Henry! I can see your roots, Claudia. When you see your father's organ, he can't keep his hands off it. Dear Lord, we realize just lately everything's been changing too damn fast. And all sorts of things are always the same, even things we hated, like shoveling the turkey and stuffing the snow. Or you might feel better about your family after watching Pieces of April, my number five film of the greatest Thanksgiving movies of all time. This is Katie Holmes in one of her best roles. She plays this kind of rebel young woman who decides to invite her estranged family, including her dying mother, to her apartment for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, things do not go according to plan, to put it mildly. Terrific work by Katie Holmes in a, in a really good, solid film. Let me start again. This was long ago, before we stole most of their land, killed most of them, and moved the rest to reservations before they lost their language and their customs. Okay, um, forget what I just said. <laughs> Once there was this one day where everybody seemed to know they needed each other. Uh, this one day when they knew for certain that they couldn't do it alone. At number four, I have the ice storm. This is uh, from Ang Lee, a 1997 drama, but it's actually set during a Thanksgiving weekend in 1973 where all kinds of batshit crazy things happen. Amazing cast, Kevin Klein, Sigourney Weaver, and Joan Allen, among others. All right, moving along. I've got Home Alone at number three. Home Alone. Now, I know Home Alone is a Christmas movie, of course. We, we know that. It's all set during Christmas. But for generations now, really for a couple of generations, moviegoers have made this part of their Thanksgiving weekend tradition. It always seems to be playing either on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. And I know for my family, we've we've put it on a few times uh, after Thanksgiving dinner. It's sort of a way to kick off the holiday season. Thanksgiving is over. Now we're going to look forward to the holidays. So Home Alone, even though it's a Christmas movie, is also a Thanksgiving movie. What's the matter, honey? I have a terrible feeling. About what? That we didn't do something. We took care of everything. Believe me, we did. Did I turn off the coffee? No, I did. Did you lock up? Yeah. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage. That's it. No, that's not it. What else could we be forgetting? Kevin! At number two, I have Hannah and her sisters. Um, this is, I think, probably Woody Allen's most complete and best film. And it's framed by two family Thanksgiving dinners. Great film. There's something very lovely and real about Hannah. She gives me a very deep feeling of being part of something. Did you ever read this one? Lee, I don't. Lee, Lee, I'm in love with you. you. You mentioned to me yourself that you and Elliot were having some problems. You were having problems, and problems that are my business, which I don't see how you could know about in such detail. It's an epiphany of the soul, if you know what I mean. I... No, I know exactly what you mean. I don't know if you remember me, but we had the worst night of my life together. <laughs> At number one, you already know. It's PTA, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one of the greatest movies of all time, the best Thanksgiving movie of all time. 
That'll do it for this week's podcast of the Richard Roper Show. Thanks to everybody for listening. I wish you a warm and happy and safe and wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. If you do indeed celebrate Thanksgiving, hope you're still talking to all your family members and friends after Thanksgiving. Safe travels if you're traveling. Take a deep breath. It's going to be crazy out there as it always is. Next podcast, we're going to be looking ahead to the holiday season and my list of the most anticipated holiday releases of 2022. Thanks for listening.